Welcome to Daily Steps from One Extraordinary Marriage, where we outline simple steps that you can take to have the ultimate marriage adventure. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. In today's show, we address the question, what do we do if we have nothing to talk about? This is a common occurrence, and it can be especially prevalent when you have young children or when you become empty nesters, but the fact is it can happen at any point in time. Mm-hmm. In marriage, you can find yourself in this place of going, oh, what, what do we do talk, talk about? about? Yes, Elise and I have been there many a times over our 21 years of marriage, looking at each other, wondering what we're going to talk about, even though we're out on a coffee break or a date night and just sort of sitting there with a lot of long silence. And it feels awkward because you remember when you were dating and it seemed like you never ran out of conversation. Never, never, never. Elise and I could talk for hours and hours and hours and... And then do it all the next day. Again and again and again. Yes. And now your conversation sounds something like, well, how was your day? Mm, fine. What do you want for dinner? Mm, whatever. Well, what do you want to do tonight? Whatever you want to do is fine, right? There's minimal effort and minimal engagement, and you feel you feel frustrated. You're like, this is the person that I used to have these marathon conversations with. What happened? Mm-hmm. And the truth is that life happens, right? You you get into out of like the dating courtship, and you get into this place of we've got obligations, and we've got kids, and we've got bills, and we've got work, and all of these things. And so, what can you do? To get back into this place where your conversations aren't sitting at that 30,000 foot view where you're just like living at the surface, mm-hmm. right? I had a coaching couple last night. I'm like, so tell me about your communication. And the husband looks at me and he says, we only talk about stuff at the surface. Yeah. And I usually go to, it's a conversation and Lisa and I have done this many a times over the years. We'll, we'll get in this place of all we talk about is work, the kids and laundry. Or in laundry is mainly, when I say laundry, I'm talking about like chores. Cleaning the house. Cleaning the house, the garden, the inside, the outside, whatever it may be. But it's just sort of those surface things, those daily activities. Mm -hmm. It's nothing more than we're just going through our day, looking at the daily activities, what what needs to get done, what what are we doing with them, and that's it. So folks, it's time to get a little structure around your communication because you've been waiting for those spontaneous, like amazing conversations to happen and they're not happening. So instead of waiting and hoping and praying and dreaming, it's time to make it a reality. Mm -hmm. It's time to say, how can we actually create conversation? How can we create the opportunities to have things to talk about? And there are two things that you need in order to do that. One, you need a timer. Mm-hmm. And, and that may sound like a weird thing. You may be going, Elise, okay, wait, we're talking about conversations. Why do I need a timer? Why is that the first thing that you're mentioning? And the reason that I'm mentioning it first is because if the two of you haven't been having conversations, the idea of sitting down and doing one of those, let's just talk conversations can feel really, really scary because you have no idea how long it's going to last. You have no idea what you're going to talk about. It's just this like very vague, gray, I don't know what this means. But if instead you say, hey, I picked up a timer at Walmart or Target or off of Amazon, and we're going to set it for 10 minutes, and we're just going to talk about one topic for 10 minutes, then you know that there's a definite endpoint, right? And so you can be awkward for 10 minutes. You can be a little bit uncomfortable for 10 minutes if the two of you haven't been having a conversation because you know the timer is going to go off. 
And just as a side note, don't use the timer on your phone. And the reason why is because you'll get distracted by whatever's on your phone and you won't actually have the conversation, right? We, we use our phones for too many things and, and it, it really isn't a very functional tool when it comes to having a conversation. Yeah, I, I would say you, you definitely need a, to have a separate timer for yourselves. And that way, like Elisa said, you're not getting all of a sudden now you're looking at your phone and you go from a timer to Facebook, to Instagram, to something else, to this. And then before you know it, you guys are both frustrated. If you have a watch, you know, use a stopwatch, use something of that nature, uh, even a clock on your wall. It doesn't have to be perfect. You know, we're not sitting here trying to get down to the millisecond. We're saying, hey, we're going to talk about this question for five minutes. You know, let's just discuss this together. And so the second part of that, after you have the timer, is where are those questions coming from? Because sometimes the two of you get apart, or not apart, you get away together, you get that time together, you're face to face, and you're like, I don't even know what to ask anymore. And the thing is, is that there are a lot of resources out there that you can tap into, but having questions ahead of time that you don't have to think of keeps you from being in that awkward, oh, what do I ask? What's okay? Mm -hmm. What's not okay? And it also, having questions in front of you or together, you know, like cards, books, whatever, allows you to go, okay, do you want to ask the question first or am I going to ask the question first? What do those questions look like? There's a measure of, of security and safety in having some sense of what the questions are going to be because it isn't that awkward like, oh my gosh, what's my spouse going to ask me? I don't know if I'm ready for this. I don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. And it becomes this place where you take one question you set the timer for 10 minutes. Spouse A talks for five minutes and answers the question. Mm -hmm. And when your spouse is talking, you listen. You don't interrupt. You don't correct. You don't say that's not how it happened. You don't say, well, this is what I think. It's their turn to talk. You want to know what they have to say. Let them say it. And then when it's your turn, you get to talk without interruption, without correction, without all of that, because we're working on creating the space where the two of you can give and take, you can get back into that rhythm, back into that experience of going, what does it look like when we just talk with one another? It's a lost art. Two of our favorite resources are Connect Like You Did When You First Met, 101 Proven Questions for Couples. And this is a book that Tony and I actually wrote. Yep. We put it together because we wanted a book, we wanted a resource for all of you that would cover all areas of intimacy. Everything from finances to kids to what happens in the bedroom, right? And it's great because it's it's a book that you can like shove in your glove box. You can, you know, have it on the coffee table. It's there all the time. A second resource for you guys is Rehab After Dark. And this is fun because this is a deck of cards. You can actually throw a few in your wallet, stick a few in your purse, pull them out here, there, and everywhere. And this one focuses strictly on your sexual intimacy, what happens in the bedroom. So whether you're looking to cover everything or you're just looking to focus questions around your sexual intimacy, these two resources are going to make a difference in your marriage. For more information on these, check out connectlikeyoudid.com and one extraordinary marriage slash after dark.